At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Monday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, and not just Monday edition, but Championship Monday, men's basketball championship going on. So, of course, we'll get into that. Before all of that, the Angels and the Dodgers played in spring training on Sunday night. So, baseball is back. We didn't, there was a little touch and go for a minute, but we are back. And the Angels won that game five to one. But the important takeaway here is that there were three runs scored in the first inning. So, First inning bets are back. That's my favorite way to bet baseball. No run in the first inning. Yes, run in the first inning. I can't wait to get back into those once um, I'm forced to because basketball will wrap up shortly and I'm very upset about it. In today's show, we'll talk about basketball. Final fours, both women's and men's. South Carolina win the women's championship on Sunday and it was an ugly game for UConn. Beautifully played by South Carolina. And of course, like I said, the men are in action Monday night, Kansas versus North Carolina. Plus, we'll get into some NBA as well. The Clippers scored 153 points on Friday in case you missed it against the Bucks B team. But frankly, the Clippers have been playing with their, you could say, I feel disrespectful, but B team most of the season. They just got Paul George back. And yet, 
been soaring, scoring lately, and also beat the Pelicans, by the way, on Sunday. The Lakers are still losing. We'll talk about it. Part two uh, of the show will feature Will Hill, host of the New York City cast, who will join the show to recap his weekend and preview, of course, Monday's men's championship game. We'll get all his thoughts on that. And yes, I will force him to talk about the women's game as well. Just kidding. Will's been great about that, actually. He's been wanting to help me handicap that a little bit, but he's like, I don't know. You've been watching it. I said, no, I haven't been watching it nearly enough, which explains why... Some of the bets, not so great for me, but, you know, the Elite Eight was pretty solid. First things first, we'll always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bet River Sportsbook. So let's get into the NBA. Lakers at the Suns on Tuesday, and then the Suns at the Clippers on Wednesday. No lines for that just yet, but the Lakers' futures odds, 80-1 to to win the West, 100-1 to to win the championship. Bless them. They're not making the championship. Come on. Uh, the Clippers are 20 to 1 to win the West and 50 to 1 to win the championship. This is down from last week. Clippers were 25 to 1, now 20 to 1 to win the West. And they were 60 to 1, now 50 to 1. So books are taking notice. At least Bet Rivers is. Also, the men's basketball championship featuring Kansas out of the Midwest region and North Carolina out of the East. Oh, it still stings. Why is it not UCLA? Nevertheless, Kansas, a four and a half point favorite versus North Carolina, total sitting at 152 and a half. And then in the NHL, the Kings beat the Jets three to two on Saturday. They are second in the Pacific Division right now. And Monday, Flames at the Kings. Their last game was actually on March 31st, Thursday. And the Kings won three to two in shootout fashion. So Kings plus one and a half. So Kings on the puck line, minus 162. Flames minus one and a half, puck line, plus 135. Kings money line plus 143, Flames minus 167, and the total for this one sitting at six. I like the idea of an under here, and I like the idea of Kings money line. Is that too bold? Perhaps. Perhaps for someone who, again, hasn't been watching hockey very closely because I've been watching a myriad of other things. The Ducks lost bad to the Oilers on Sunday, six to one. They're back in action on Wednesday. Flames at the Ducks. Let's move on. You can find all these odds at Bet River Sportsbook and so much more. Recap the women's championship on Sunday real quick before we dive into the men's breakdown. Uh, for UConn versus South Carolina, I had UConn plus four and a half, but I I cannot tell you how much I agonized going back and forth over this. I spent all of my lunch on Sunday talking about this with a friend, trying to catch them up too, right? I'm trying to bet on a sport that not everybody is watching yet, keyword being yet. And I'm trying to explain, like, well, what's the story? I'm like, well, South Carolina's defense is really, really good. Uh, they're, you know, like the best team in the country. They have been all year. They lead the nation in wins and win percentage, despite playing the hardest schedule in the country. They're, they're the it team. But maybe their offense has some moments where they kind of fall out of sync, which is what we saw, by the way, versus UConn. You might not have noticed it because UConn was playing so eh. Uh, but South Carolina's defense was absolutely suffocating. It was absolutely suffocating. So even when they had brief moments, I would say, in the second quarter where their offense started to miss shots, heaven forbid, uh, UConn was just not able to capitalize on it. And we saw some of UConn's weaknesses come through that we saw throughout the tournament, which was turning the ball over, number one. Um, also, just missing defensive assignments, stuff like that. And, yeah, you need the shots to fall for you, and they just weren't doing that for them right away. Fortunately, UConn, a three-point shooting team, actually very solid defense from UConn as well. I was interested to see how that would look against the South Carolina team. I thought a really great defensive matchup. South Carolina won final score 64-49, to but I wish I played the under on this. I was pretty close to playing the under. I believe this was around 128 before the game, and I wanted to play the under, but I thought, 
I don't know. I just watched that UConn NC State game and it ran at a double overtime. So it's a championship game. But the star of the show is the South Carolina defense as a whole, as a team perspective. The individual star of the show, Destiny Henderson. My goodness. 26 points, four assists, three steals, creating opportunities for her team all over the place. Aaliyah Boston, too, by the way. Yeah, 11 points, so maybe that doesn't catch your eye, but what, 15, 16 rebounds, I believe, she finished with? 16 rebounds. And, what, 30 double-doubles on the season in total, including a 27-game double-double streak, which ended in the Elite Eight, but then she got one in the Final Four in the championship game to finish off with, uh, I believe, 30. 30 total for the season. Uh, so incredible, incredible job by her. Destiny Henderson, what do you, I mean, also I love seeing a small guard like that. It almost reminds me of Ari McDonald from last season as well, uh, from Arizona. Just so much fun to watch. South Carolina's defense allowed just 50 and a half points going into this game, and lo and behold, UConn can't crack 50, 49. Look at South Carolina's run this tournament. They had five tournament opponents leading up to this game. Those opponents scored 21 points. Ah, that was against a 16 seed, not even fair. Then 33 points, 61, I believe that was versus Creighton, 50, 59, and then they in the championship game hold UConn to 49 points. This defense is obscene. Like Don Staley, whatever you did, it, it's obscene. It's obscene what they did. Uh, nevertheless, it is funny because going into this game again. And I think it'll be interesting to see, uh, I think Will mentioned this earlier to me before we were talking about this game. I will have him join the pod a little bit later on. That people just see, oh, UConn, and they think that's the title team. And I've mentioned this on the pod before, too. And going into this game, even my dad was texting me this. I said, you know what? I'm going to back UConn here. It's a championship game. They've been here before. Gino, Paige Beckers, I'm going to buy in. Even though the stats were kind of telling me South Carolina's going to smack them. And they did. Go with your gut. We always learn a lesson, right? We win or we learn, or both. But I finally landed on, okay, someone asked me, which would you be more upset about? Would you be more upset about being on South Carolina and having UConn cover, or would you be more upset about UConn covering and you not being on it? And I said, well, I'd probably be more upset if it was a good game, right, and I wasn't on that. So I kind of, you know, I ended up settling on, yeah, let me back this and think four and a half's a lot for a championship game, even though that's what we're seeing for the men's side as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, even my dad was the stat I was going to say that was going up to this. We, we round back to that was that Gino's 11 and 0 in championship games, right? Head coach of UConn. And I, you know, okay, that's a perfect, you know what? Perfect example of how trends do not predict what's going to happen. Right. We talk about that all the time ad nauseum. Sorry if you're overhearing that, but, um, it's the truth. We, we love to talk about trends in betting but they don't predict the future just because it's happened a lot in the past. We've seen that already three different times this season that I can think of just off the top of my head. UCLA versus Arizona. Oh, UCLA has beat them this many times. Okay, but then Arizona beat them in the last one and then beat them in the Pac-12 championship and they had beat them five times. UCLA had won five times in a row before that. So again, trends, lovely. We will talk about them, but don't always use them as the only thing to hang your argument on. Basically, that was just brutal. The the one saving grace here was because I was so convinced that NC that not NC State that South Carolina was going to win this game. I did also hedge this a little bit. It was 
kind of a middle. I did think before the game, I said, okay, UConn's going to lose by three. No, <laughs> very optimistic. No way. South Carolina's defense said, mm, I don't think so. Uh, Leah Boston said, no. Destiny Henderson said, absolutely not. And I did also bet South Carolina uh, to win the first half and win the full game. And that was minus 115, which was better than their money line, which was around minus 200. So that's how I got to kind of split the difference. I mean, when you're betting a minus 115 and a minus 110 and you win the minus 115, you don't exactly recoup all of your units, but it still kind of softens the blow at least where it almost feels like a wash. So there's something. Congratulations to the Gamecocks. Moving on to the men's championship on Monday, Kansas versus North Carolina. Kansas, a four-point favorite, four and a half. Depends where you see this. It's opened at three and a half. And then after the final four games finished, we saw this more close to four and a half. Seen fours in the market. Uh, the total opened at 153 and a half. Consensus had it at 152 midday on Sunday. And I'm seeing 152 and a half even. So maybe back up. It's interesting because I know in Kansas this game over the weekend, a lot of people loved Kansas Villanova over... Not sure why, but Kansas kind of some unprecedented shooting. Uh, both games went over on the weekend. That's how I liked it. That's how I bet it. Um, and thank goodness because the spread sides did not work out for me. But when I look at this Kansas-North Carolina matchup, both teams love to play up tempo here. The Jayhawks averaged 78.4 points per game. The Tar Heels averaged 78.1. So just about the same here. And we're seeing a total at 152. I think this could be really close at the end. And it... it it's hard because I think that Kansas is a team that runs more smoothly, maybe is what I want to say. And so I think they're going to be capable of covering a spread like this, similar to, not not really, but similar maybe to how I was like, oh yeah, South Carolina, they can cover this no problem. But North Carolina is the hot team in March, right? So do you want to keep betting against the hot team in March? Because I don't. I don't anymore. I wanted to bet on Duke the other day. Luckily, I didn't take any action on Duke or on North Carolina. But I said before that game leading up, when I'm on shows, when I'm doing my analysis, I understand why you would want the points of the Tar Heels. And I'm going to say the same thing here. If you want to pick a side, I don't in this game. If anything, I'll look at Kansas first half. I think that that's pretty solid. Where has North Carolina been messing people up? I think more so in the second half. They've been coming from behind, making a bunch of buckets, shooting their way through this tournament. It's a top 20 offense. That's what we'd expect from them with these really great future NBA players on their team. Uh, but as far as the total is concerned, I don't know how you can look anywhere but over. The only thing is this is a championship game. Is it going to be played a little tighter, right? Something to note, North Carolina is 15-1 and one this season when they hit 80 points. That's a trend. Doesn't predict. But it certainly helps to score 80 points, especially against Kansas. So that's what they're going to be trying to do, at least. And Kansas' defense obviously going to do its best to prevent that. But Kansas' offense, can we just talk about? Outstanding. They have also performed better on defense rate lately. But, I mean, Ochai Abaji and then behind him, their veteran, David McCormick, just a serious issue for North Carolina. A body's averaging almost 20 points per game. McCormick was the leading offensive rebounder in the Big 12. Big matchup nightmare for virtually any team. Jayhawks defense. Opponents are shooting around 28% from three-point range in the past 15 games or so. So that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough to, to deal with for the Tar Heels. That's what they've been doing well. So this is going to be a really interesting matchup. It's going to see which side's going to give and which one's going to go. I talked about this with South Carolina versus UConn as well. 
is UConn's three-point perimeter shooting going to be able to overcome South Carolina's suffocating defense? The answer was no, not a chance. So I don't think Kansas's defense is as strong as what we're talking about with like the women's South Carolina team, but I do think they're going to pose a problem that maybe, maybe the Tar Heels can address again in the second half, but I'm, I look to Kansas to be out ahead in this game. So I'm going to look at Ling like minus two in the first half. I don't love to do that too, because there's not as much emphasis on a first half, right? You want to go into the half, hopefully up, but by how much and do you care? It's the halftime. It's not the final of the game, but that's what I'm looking at. And, and maybe, I mean, if you want to lay Kansas money line, I think I saw that around minus 180. That's not for me. I don't like to bet anything over minus 130 personally. That's just my style, but Kansas minus 180. Really what I wish I did, if I was paying attention, was smarter, I would have Moneyline parlayed Kansas and South Carolina because I think that's how this is going to shake out. But again, Tar Heels, wild card in this game. And I did mention this team, I believe, on this podcast with Will. I said that this Tar Heels team was kind of a dark horse. We talked about dark horses to win this championship. And Will, I believe, laughed at that. We'll see if he remembers it. Uh, but I talked about this team because they got hot at the right time. Such a cliche. I can't even get over it, but they beat Duke. They go into the tournament. They do everything they've done so far. They get past UCLA. This is the hot team right now. And Kansas is the better team, in my opinion, more complete, more complete team. So I like Kansas to win the game. If you want to look at a full game spread, try to get the best number, the most points you can. I love the idea of betting this live. I do. So if you have an opportunity to bet this live, definitely do that. See if you can get a good number on on either side, whichever you decide is the way that you're going to look at this. Um, but I think this is a good opportunity to look at this game live, maybe get a really good number on North Carolina if Kansas goes up early, something like that. Ken Palm has Kansas winning by six for what that's worth. Uh, you could all, I don't know if though we're accounting for how North Carolina has played as of late with all of that. Not great value on the money line for me, but go ahead. I'm going to play first half, and I'm going to play something live. You know I like the live bet. Uh, let's wrap this up with some NBA chitter-chatter. Clippers Friday beat the Bucks 153-119. to 119. Covington had 43 points in 46 minutes, two assists. He knocked 15 of 24 for the game, uh, which means he shot 62.5%, plus eight rebounds. Incredible. This Clippers team, this roster – Incredible, I mean, incredible set of supporting cash for this Clippers team. Uh, they're 38 and 40 straight up right now, 37 and 40 and one ATS. So 37, 41 ATS. That's pretty solid. Uh, meanwhile, uh, also on Sunday, they beat the Pelicans 119 to 100, whooped them that whole game, running up the score. You should be scared of this Clippers team now. I don't know who, but someone needs to be scared of this Clippers team. And. No, no update on Kawhi Leonard, but Paul George is back and the Clippers are looking solid running into playoffs here. So, I don't know. I don't know. Lakers also uh, lost a critical game versus the Pelicans on Friday. LeBron played, AD played, and yet. And yet. Then on Sunday, Jokic hangs 38 points on them. No LeBron playing. Nuggets beat the Lakers 129-118. to 118. AD had 28 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. He was in there. Uh, but they just can't get it done. They just can't finish. And also somebody on Twitter, and I'm so sorry because I apologize. I don't remember where I saw this, but pointed out that 
either LeBron is very hurt for for not playing or he doesn't care about this season anymore because this essentially those last couple games the Lakers are all must-win situations. They are not officially officially eliminated from playoffs, I believe yet, but it's it's pretty much out of the cards. Like hang it up. We're done. Denver meanwhile moved a half game ahead of Utah for fifth spot in the playoff picture, uh, which kind of ensures them against being forced into that play-in spot. So, good news for at least somebody in that matchup. Real tough time for the Lakers and lots and lots of injuries. We'll get Will's take on this, though, next. Next, Will Hill hosts the New York City cast, joins the pod to recap the weekend and look ahead to the men's championship on Monday. This is the Los Angeles City cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, and very excited now to share with you my conversation that I had with the lovely host of the New York CityCast, Will Hill. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Crossover time. Danielle Alvari, the great Danielle Alvari, I should say, of the LA City cast. It's more like it. Da- that, that's, <laughs> I know. You had to fix it. And I think it's time, Danielle, as we say hello, to give both of us some credit because three weeks ago, we both said on this podcast, North Carolina to win the title. Uh, was a good sleeper. Uh, I think I might have said it. You might have said it. It's really not important who said it. I, it the important thing is one of us said it, and we should we both get credit for it. I think we need to go to the tape. I think we need to go to the receipts because I remember one Will Hill, uh, not the Will Hill, but Will Hill giving me quite a hard time for pointing them out in this bracket. I think I said I would book it for you. You said Carolina was <laughs> was, a, was, a, was a sleeper to win it all, to be fair, as I was just kidding uh, in that open. You said North Carolina was a sleeper to win it all. After I got done laughing at you, I offered to book you. That's that's actually what happened. And now look where we are. And now there are. So obviously you're raking in a lot of money because you must have obviously put some good money down with your you know bold predictions. You know how much I love to bet futures. There's, there's nothing I nothing I love more than to tie my money up, especially because I have so much of it. You know, it's just an excess. So I just look for futures that I can tie my money up in. So this, yeah, this is troubling. So you didn't bet it at all. I did not bet it, but it's okay because I did bet uh, one future that was a long shot that already hit in the month of March, and that that just about does it for me. But apparently, I sh- you, apparently I should have been betting all of them. Uh, it was the ACC or SEC tournament. Um, let me go back. It was Virginia Tech? Yeah, it was Virginia Tech to win. Okay, to win their. Uh, yeah, which was nine to one. So that's a good call. I mean, this was probably, I forget what they were before the tournament. Yeah. Odds probably vary here, but 80, 90 to one, probably 100 to one, something like that. I mean, yeah. they were an eight seed. They were only a two or three point favorite that first game against Marquette. Remember, they beat them by like 30. Then they were a six point underdog against Baylor. So, boy, if you just, uh, if you just bet them on the money line, how often over, are you, you doing that? Because you bet futures, I don't as much. How often are you taking 80 to 100 to ones besides golf? No, not as much, especially in the tournament. I've learned it's better to just bet it round by round if you're really mm-hmm. committed to something. But, you know, I wasn't really sold on too much uh, in this tournament as much as I thought it was wide open. This is pretty shocking. I, I guess it's not if you, you know, just kind of backtrace it. I think January 22nd is the date where it kind of turned around for them. They've been one of the best teams in the country. So you were onto something. Uh, that's a hell of a call. And 
look, I, I got to give them a shot tomorrow night. You know what they remind me a little bit of is, is the Bengals, where you mm. just feel like if you're betting against them, you're kind of betting against destiny at this point. They're just on such a magic carpet ride. They, you know, they win every game. Uh, that, I really did not think they were getting off the mat against Duke. The, just Duke kept hitting shot after shot the other night, and boy, Carolina just kept responding. That was a hell of a game. I, I kind of lean towards Carolina tomorrow night. Where are you at with this game tomorrow? Uh, Kansas, Carolina. Bet Rivers has this four and a half. Kansas is the favorite. So my gut is is I want to take something like Kansas minus four. We know this was three and a half. And then after the Duke and Villanova games, obviously, then this moved to four, four and a half. I'm seeing four and a half at most spots now, but I saw fours earlier in the day on Sunday. I like the idea of Kansas here, but I was against North Carolina in their last game versus Duke. I, did, I thought there was no way that they were going to – I mean, I, I took the points with them, but still – I was very shocked to see that they've been able to sustain this hot streak that they're on. Um, there was that turning point for them at the end of the season, but I don't think, I think that I've just been shocked that they've been able to keep up the shooting that they've been able to keep up, but then it makes sense with the talent they have on their roster. And that was kind of what I was alluding to when we talked about this leading up to the final four. I said, it's going to be all of these blue blood programs. Is that going to make it less exciting? And UCLA blue blood program, but not all the blue chip talent that we're seeing in this actual final four. So to me, and this is probably just me being sour as a UCLA fan, I want to see something who's like a team that's very good at college basketball because it's a college basketball championship. And instead, I feel like we're seeing like G League, <laughs> like not quite in the NBA players yet. And so with North Carolina, I don't think this is a better coach team. I don't think this is a team that runs better offense or anything like that necessarily. I think that this is a group of superstars and we're seeing them perform at a level they're going to have to to be able to be at the next level. Yeah. Have you made any bets on the game tomorrow yet? I'm thinking, you know, no, I, I, I like Kansas minus two in the first half is something I've considered playing. But we talked about this at the women's championship that was on Sunday. I asked you on Saturday, I said four and a half seems oh. like a lot for a championship game. But no, South Carolina just about crushed that one. So definitely not the same situation. Yeah, but four was not enough. My goodness, that game was uh you know, that, that felt like a, tr a little bit of a trap. Not that I had a great opinion on it because I think a lot of us that don't watch women's college are like, hey, UConn getting four? You know, Oriyama's never lost the title game. Yeah. There was a reason they were getting four. South Carolina basically got uh, every offensive rebound uh, in sight. That was just brutal to watch. UConn made some runs, but never really in the game. Yeah. How much, too, of, of the handicap is, like, who is in a position that I don't want to say wants it more, but – is in kind of a revenge position, if you will, because if you don't know the storylines, it's like South Carolina lost to Stanford. Aaliyah Boston, who was the star of that South Carolina game, I mean, obviously alongside her her teammate Destiny Henderson actually lit it up as well, but she missed this crucial layup and it cost them the championship. And they came back with such a vengeance this year. It was like never a question. They were the favorite all year. They had the best team, best winning percentage, toughest schedule. Um, so that's the kind of thing that I almost wish I had paid more attention to going to this game because I knew that there were numbers were all there that South Carolina was this dominant team but I thought oh UConn like you know they made it this far but there were gaps there were holes we could see in this UConn team even leading up to this game there was missed defensive coverage bad tur turnovers bad fouls that led me to say this is not the UConn team that's going to win a championship but people look at history and go oh Gino's 11-0 and in championship games but they forget that they haven't won one since 2016 and they made the final four every year since then but they haven't been able to break through and I think that's a good sign for women's basketball I think more elite teams are coming to the top now and it's not just a UConn um dominant performance every time 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, like you said, 2016, where they're mm -hmm. not just winning the Final Four, going undefeated. They had a senior class that won the championship every year, and they're winning the Final Four games by 30, 40 points. Like, that's not fun to watch. I don't care. It's not no. about mid women. Nobody wants to watch that. So uh, I agree. It's it's definitely more uh, competitive. It's more entertaining. And, you know, we saw Krzyzewski coach his last game. Ooh. I mean, how much longer for Oriema? You look at – that was one of my takeaways from watching these games this weekend. You look at him, you just like – Man, he feels kind of old. Doesn't he look kind of old? It looks like he's just kind of... Well, he's he Italian. Is, we're, we're I think all... his hair turns gray earlier than others, to be fair. Yeah, like he's got kind of this long hair deal going where, I don't know, it just I guess we're all getting older. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Actually, the people I was watching the game with, they were like, it's funny because if you watch UConn's coach, it's like he just looks sped up. He rolls his eyes. He looks kind of like, oh, come on, guys. But Dawn Staley is like yelling at her players when they have a turnover and they're up by 12. So it's just yeah. very different coaching styles and like the youth versus the age of he's like, oh, guys, come on. We're UConn. You know better than this. And Dawn Staley just getting on her team even as they're up by so much. So I just think that that was a kind of an interesting contrast as well. It definitely seemed like one of these coaches wanted this championship more. It always looks like Gino looks so laid back. And I don't know if that's a result of him getting older and, you know, he's kind of set his legacy with this now and is at a time where he is starting to think about retirement well yeah because anybody that knows anything about Oriema, he is the opposite of laid back at least that's always been his mm -hmm. reputation so maybe he you know he's getting a little older he you know he's won his championships maybe he's on uh he's certainly on the back nine i think you know i think it was the end of the first quarter they interviewed him like yeah what'd you think of his performance he's like it's gonna get a lot worse if we don't play better <laughs> i mean he was kind of detached from the whole situation right uh, they did cut it to six they had some opportunities late in the first half to to get it even closer but uh i think we spent enough time on that one any any pick tomorrow it sounds like you're leaning kansas i don't have i probably won't have anything major in this game i, I lean north carolina but not going to be a big bet yeah i don't want to bet full game against north carolina again i did that in the duke game um in some regards of some of the bets i made but uh the Final Four did not go well for me. The Elite Eight did. The Final Four did not go well. So you would think that this would be my chance to win things back. But I think this spread is too difficult to, to really decipher to pick a side. I think Kansas is more than capable of covering four and a half. But North Carolina has been disproving people left and right this whole tournament. So it's not really a side I want to be on. I like the idea of Kansas minus two in the first half because I do think what we've been seeing from UConn is them, or excuse me, UNC, is them coming back in the second half with, miraculous three-pointers as opposed to leading the whole game yeah and i think people play the results on this so i don't really know which way to go with it people are going to say if kansas wins it's going to be unc was tired it's an emotional hangover and mm -hmm. they weren't ready so that's why kansas won and if unc wins we'll say well they rode that momentum the, they rode that momentum kansas uh, you know, they weren't battle tested which i think there's some truth to that's one you know concern with kansas that you look at their path, really I mean, well, the Creighton in the second round, they had a bunch of injuries. Oh, then within Providence the tournament. Was I was going to say their strength yeah. of schedule, though, during oh, the regular season. Oh, yeah, that's season. different. No, yeah. but just they've had, a, they've had a really easy path in this tournament. I mean, Nova without more. Miami was a 10 seed. It was really not you know an Elite Eight caliber team, although you could say UNC had St. Peter's. But, look, UNC just got by Duke. So mm -hmm. I don't know which way to go with it. I'm sure people will play the results either way. There's the idea that you know UNC is going to be fatigued going into the game where Kansas, you know, not only they play the early game Saturday, but they didn't really have to sweat. Mm. They're kind of, you know, re rested, ready to go here. I, I don't know which, you know, really side I buy on that. I do lean to the four and a half, probably be a small bet, but I don't know. I'm not too excited for the game. Are you, do you are you no, like, no, that's dying what I'm for saying. This, this final tomorrow? four yeah, was not. boring to me. And, and I mean, that's hard to say. I know we're watching the next stars of the NBA, I guess, in this, but um, it's, it's not that exciting to me. And also, 
What did you think of these totals? Because I think people liked looking at unders in at least one of these games in the Final Four, and Kansas blew that out, obviously. And I know there was just unprecedented shooting from their side. Um, But we're seeing a total now at 152 for this game, 152.5. It opened at 153.5. Do you think we'll see a tighter game because it's a championship game, defensive matchup kind of thing? Because I think both of these teams like to play up-tempo. Yeah, it's a good point. It, it's another one where you can kind of look at it both ways. We mm-hmm. say, you know what, it's a title game. They're going to come out tight, methodical. But but again, both teams like to run. And I think we saw that with yeah. Kansas Nova. You look at it, Kansas Nova and you say, all right, Nova's got to slow it down. They're shorthanded. They got to play slow. Or Kansas is the better team. Kansas says, you know what, I know you want to play slow, but we want to play fast and we're going to dictate the pa- the pace. And you know, once they got a lead, Nova couldn't afford to play slow. So. Uh, yeah, I, I would probably lean towards the over. Just I, I do think both teams will, will look to play fast there. Maybe there will be an opportunity to bet live in game. You know, you could bet these games live uh, yes. in play and, and bet the totals that way. Wasn't sure if you're aware of that, but you could definitely do that if, if you know the opportunity arises. You give me such a hard time about live betting, and I've been trying to really force my hand into making some pre-flop bets. And they've not been going well. So just let me live bet. Let me live. Live Will. bet's much better. Live just let me is much live better. bet. Let me live. You know what you're doing. Live betting is much better. Yeah. it's uh, For basketball, it's been far and away the best for me. I'm not saying you can't win with it in the NFL, but for me, it's been, in basketball, just essential. I don't know if it's because you need to see the rhythms of the game, how it's actually playing out. Which, by the way, can I ask you real quick? I missed this game on Friday because I was watching the Women's Final Four. The Clippers, 153 yeah. points versus the Bucks B team. I know Giannis wasn't in, but my goodness. Yeah, we're getting After weird here. back to back. It's the last week of the year. We're getting weird here. We had the Thunder win is like plus 800 underdogs against the Clippers <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, or no, the, uh, against the Suns Sunday night. It, right. There's some weirdness. If there's ever a time to just take some money lines, you know, underdogs this last week. Now, you, you got some of these tanking teams where you're just kind of throwing your money away. But look, Oklahoma City was tanking and they, and they won by a million points. So it's going to be a lot of jockeying posi- for positioning this final week. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of uh, kind of shenanigans here the last week or so. But... It'll be fun. Should be a fun playoff. Should be a fun last week to see, you know, these first four teams. It looks like Miami's going to be the one seed. Actually, won in Toronto Sunday. How about uh, they that? were down? Yeah, they were down and they came back. But other than that, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston all have the same amount of losses, and then Brooklyn's right there for the playing spot. Now their schedule gets a little easier here, but not impossible. They end up as a nine seed. I still think they'll find their way to an eight, but a lot still to be decided. How is it that? At the start of this season, the Lakers and the Nets were the odds-on yeah. favorites to win this, and now the Lakers virtually out of playoffs, like virtually out, of, like not even, They're not done. officially, but officially. Uh, done. And the Nets vying for a playing spot. How does that happen with the talent that was supposed to be on these rosters? And then even, I don't think Harden's been great with the Sixers no. just yet. So no. what is going on with all these star teams, star power players? Well, Westbrook was shot, and mm. you know, LeBron and Davis got hurt. I mean, think about LeBron. He's been with the Lakers four years. Three of the four years, he's had injuries. Yeah. The one year he was healthy, they won a title. But the one year he was healthy, they had a four-month shutdown because of COVID. So mm. now he's still really he's still great when he plays. I'd say you know 80, 90 percent of his peak. But it's he's what 37, 38 years old, something like that. 30, I think he's 30. I think he just turned 30, 38 maybe. Um, yeah, it's just staying on the court and staying healthy. Davis is always banged up. Westbrook's been a disaster. The rest of the roster is just a trash fire. When you and look at old. old, they're slow. Old. They can't shoot. Uh, other than that, they're really good. But I mean, the, the Avery <laughs> Bradleys, the, the Dwight out. Howards of the world, it's brutal. I mean, they have a good five or six players that might retire at the end of the year. When you look at Ellington, Dwight Howard, Avery Bradley, 
Russ should retire. Russ is due to make $47 million oh, next year. Can you imagine that? $47. It's $47 million for that guy. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, get your money, but this is not a championship team. But not, not the way it's built. Not, I mean... And the well, they're going to try to ship him, but I don't know how you I don't know how you get him off the team. But they're going to try to. Who wants that contract? Who wants that? No, it, they'll have to take somebody else's bad contract. And yeah. I think this summer it opens up because remember they traded all their picks for New Orleans. Mm -hmm. They can trade their 2029 pick now <laughs> and one other pick and try to so get LA. something. Yeah, it's just like the Dodgers. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Just like the Rams, we don't care about yeah. first round picks here. No, and it's okay as long as you're winning, but. Uh, I don't know where else you go for talent. You're strapped in terms of a cap. The Rams, the cap doesn't seem to apply to the Rams. Rams just sign, you know, a Hall of Famer basically every other week with Wagner and and who knows. But I don't know. The Lakers are pretty much boxed in. The Nets, uh, to go back to the Nets, mm -hmm. I really think if Kyrie just gets vaccinated, and I hate talking about vaccines more than anything. If Kyrie just gets vaccinated, I think Harden stays, and I think they're, you know, he just didn't want to deal with the if, drama of it. I think yeah, he got annoyed. I, he got annoyed. That's not an opinion. That's you know basically that's reading some of this stuff that I, I forget. I think it was Howard Beck who uh, did a story on it. He said he texted somebody close to Harden. You know what's the deal? Why is he upset? And he got a text back right away, and it was one word, and it was Kyrie. So he got annoyed with it. Uh, I think Harden has been quoted as saying, "Hey, I'll give him the shot myself," something like that. So you know, not having Durant for a lot of the games, Kyrie missing most of the first, you know, first half of the season. Kyrie's barely played and, and we're seeing him now having to play uh, a full schedule. He hasn't played as well. Yeah. Harden got annoyed and the, the thing kind of fell apart. Durant got hurt and I still wouldn't count him out. I think they can beat just about anybody except Milwaukee. I do think Milwaukee's a little too big for them with Holiday and Middleton and Giannis. They'll just out-rebound the Nets, but look, anybody else, you got Durant in a series, you got a chance. So, uh, should be a fun playoffs. Any futures kind of catch your eye? Oh, you know how much I love them. Uh, no, I was going to ask you who you like right now. I mean, obviously you speak very highly of the Bucks. That seems like the team to beat, obviously, from the East, from the West. Is it the Suns for you? Yeah, it's probably a rematch. Which is like, it's kind of chalky, right? It's not that exciting. Yeah. You'd like someone to come. What's up with Miami? I mean, Miami seems to be playing well. I haven't been following them very closely. Yeah. Uh, I'm They're not right sold. now. Plus 450 to win the East on Bet Rivers. 10 to 1 to win the championship. They're behind the Warriors, the Nets, the Bucks, the Suns. I feel like there's a lot of confidence still in the Warriors that we haven't seen. I mean, is it just a health issue for the Warriors at this point once we have all these guys back and healthy? Draymond's back, yeah, all these people. Clay looks shot and Curry's yeah. hurt. I don't buy it with the Warriors. I no. agree. That price is too that price is not long enough. Mm -mm. And you mentioned Miami. Yeah, they're they going to be the one seed. They could see the Nets in the first round. I mean, how much fun is that if you got to play Durant in the first round? They could be an underdog as a one seed in the first round. So yeah. I, I think it's another scenario where if you like you know some of these teams, you're better off just playing them round by round. I've been saying that Nets price is way too short. I mean, they might have to go through a double play in. They're plus 600 right now. You might have to have a, a play in, another play in, just to get into the main draw and be the eight seed. So um, yeah, I think it's a Milwaukee a Milwaukee Phoenix rematch, which I mean, that's chalky, but it, mm. it usually is chalk in the NBA. The Clippers have played well. I don't, I mean, Kawhi have, is there an update on Kawhi? Does Kawhi exist somewhere doing rehab? If they could ever get I Kawhi think back, which I don't think they will. I mean, it would be hilarious. It would be like fanfare. If he did come back at this point, it's been pretty clear from, I mean, anybody from Ty Lue to higher up in the organization, any, anything you read anywhere has been, do not expect Kawhi back this season, Yeah, but he's so secretive. We don't know, but I mean, I just think there's no, what is the benefit to of him coming back? Is there a chance that he tries to come back all of a sudden out of the woodwork? If the Clippers actually can get a deep run into this because Paul George is back. 
all of a sudden their offense is firing on all cylinders. Clippers don't look terrible. So no, they look good. George looked good his first game back. They beat Utah. It was kind of a deja deja vu that playoff game. Yeah. I remember uh, they were down. They were up three two, and um, you know Kawhi and was was out. I think George was out too for the Clippers in that game. And the Clippers just came from way back to beat the Jazz in the playoffs. Same kind of thing last week. So best supporting uh, cast this year. I know it's the yeah, Grammys Lou's done on a good Sunday, job. But... Lou's a really good coach. Ty Lue is a really good coach. He's not going to win Coach of the Year, but he's a really good coach. Yeah, it's interesting too. We hear about like Joel Embiid, obviously, when the MVP conversation comes up. But I don't feel us talking about the Sixers that much as it pertains to the championship. It seems yes. more like it's about the Bucks, and then even um, Jokic, right? Like we're looking at him, and people are talking about him with the MVP. And I mean, down the board, twenty-five to one is the team. Well, so who's the, I mean, who's their second best player? I mean, that team is mm -hmm. just who's the, they don't really have anybody. That's why what he's doing is so incredible. He's really doing it. He's with, literally the most valuable you know, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like a G League squad. He's uh, our buddy Ryan Rosty, and I, I feel bad because he had Nova twenty six to one to win it all. And, I know. And I don't. It. I don't believe he hedged. No, he our, didn't. Against which my I better advice. Just, uh, just wrote it out. Yeah, sure. Uh, listen, if you want to have fun, you listen to me. If you want to win money, you listen to Will. Probably. It's not even about like he's, which I understood his point of it, and I think. Yeah, Look, you can always look at these both ways, and it's always easier after the fact. But you know what? You can make some money off your investment and just put it towards your next future and, and put some money in your pocket for next time. But like I said, it's always easier to say after and, you know, Monday morning quarterback. But I have he's to got, say, I yeah. would hedge it with the injury. Like, Villanova was playing yeah. so, so shorthanded. We know they're running yes. a six-man rotation. They lose one of their starters. That's when I hedge. It, it, it's not yes. necessarily because I think they're going to lose to that team. It's that they're playing so shorthanded. That's when I'm like, okay, now it's not even really a fair fight. And he's got Embiid forty to, I think forty to one and fifty to yeah. one to win the MVP for not a small amount of money. I mean, it's not a fortune, but I think Jokic is like minus three fifty now at Bet Rivers Sportsbook to win the MVP. It looks like Jokic is going to win it, which uh, t tough spot for your boy there. I always say that betting for me is like double dutch. It's like knowing when to get in. And I'm I'm still learning that rhythm for futures, I think. That's the thing. is like I want to bet them at the start of the season, right? But then it seems like there's better opportunities mid-season sometimes. So I think that's been kind of the struggle for me with futures is when do I want to bet it? Because oftentimes I bet them and then all of a sudden I'll get way longer odds mid-season. And I go, oh my gosh. Like UCLA was a good example. At the start of the season, ranked really high. I thought, let me just put a futures ticket in my pocket to have. And then, you know, as the season goes on, they were just ranked so high to begin with, they were, of course, going to fall off a bit, and they could have got way better odds midseason. So it's kind of that double dutch, when do I get in, when do I not? I've never heard that expression, double dutch. Um, That's because you weren't that – what were you doing at, at recess, man? I, not learning about this, apparently. Booking odds in the corner, like Maybe, throwing dice. <laughs> throwing dice <laughs> while I'm over there doing jump rope. Probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, DA, I think uh, I think you have a podcast to do, and I have a podcast to do. This was fun. We'll do it again soon. What, what's your final pick for tomorrow? Sounds like you're leaning Kansas. I'm going to go Kansas minus two first half. Lock it in. All right. And they, win, and they win the championship? I don't know. Look at this Tar Heels team. Just shoot a couple threes and walk away with a win whenever they want. I mean, what do you do with that? Yeah. Take the points. I feel I North know. Carolina. I guess, maybe I think North Take Carolina might points. beat them. I don't know. championship game. Who are you going to root for tomorrow? I don't know. I guess Kansas because because the Tar Heels knocked out the Bruins. I guess Kansas. Yeah. This is not a fun one for me. I don't think this is this is very fun, but we'll see.
this is really not going to be a fun one for you too, especially if UNC wins it all and you're on record saying, hey, I like North Carolina before the tournament is the sleeper to win it all. They win it all and you don't make a red cent off it. That's a tough one. I, you know I what? Second year one. into betting here, Will, there's many, many years for me to to start okay. actually putting down some money on these. Now that I see I'm so good at it, now, yes. I, now I know. Yeah, you just got a little more confidence. You can't have me bringing you down and, and mocking you for these picks that end up being brilliant. Yeah, that's a good learning lesson for all of us. Yes. All right, DA. Danielle Alvari, the LA City Cast. Appreciate you coming on. Nice talking to you. Thanks so much, Will. There you have it. Another show in the books. Thanks again to Will Hill for joining me on the pod today. And thank you so much for listening to the Los Angeles City Cast. Remember, new shows Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which means I'll be back for more LA action on Wednesday. It's kind of sad, right? Basketball's winding down, but baseball is ramping up and there's 33 days, 32 days until the WNBA season. So lots to get excited for. So come on back for more of the Los Angeles City Cast presented by Bet Rivers.